your best way of fasting. Welcome to the Our Ketogenic Life podcast, where we bring you the scientific and daily application of living the ketogenic lifestyle. We have helped hundreds reach their weight loss and health goals, but this is far more than that. We want to help you create real life change so that you can live the life God created you for. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin and Danae Davis. Hey guys, welcome to our Ketogenic Life podcast. Uh, Today, we are going to revisit a topic that I think is very powerful. And I think that it is something that is becoming um, a common term for a lot of folks uh, that... uh, they see the benefit of it, um, and they hear about the benefit, but they don't really know what it is, and that is fasting. And uh, lately, I've been getting a lot of questions about fasting in, in the clinic and online, as far as like, what is the best way of fasting, you know, and uh, we're going to answer some of these questions. Uh, one of the things that came up this past weekend was uh, my son was in, and he's in medical residency, And he said that right now he is using his uh, or treating his patients as far as far as weight loss and wanting to to help them. And the first thing that he does is he has them fasting. And I think that's powerful. Uh, I think it's a very powerful tool to help people uh, lose weight. But there's also so many other benefits from it. And I think the one thing that we have to start off with is why are we fasting? You know, a lot of times uh, people want to do certain things, but they don't have a specific goal. So I think we have to first sit down and be honest with ourselves. You know, what is the uh, reason that we are even considering doing fasting? Some people want to do fasting and it's just for weight loss. You know, they hear they can lose weight for it. Uh, some people may want to get healthy. Uh, they may want to control their blood sugars. Uh, they may want to try to lower or get off medication. Some people that have studied fasting and know that there's some long-term benefits from this, that's why they want to fast. Some people uh, just want to have a simpler way of life. You know, they don't want to have to deal with all the choices of uh, what are they going to eat, you know, three times a day and having all the snacks. So there's many different reasons why we fast. And the thing with these reasons is a lot of times they will change. Uh, Sometimes when people first come to us, you know, they want to fast because they hear it's good for weight loss. Uh, But once they lose weight, they see some of the other benefits from it and they want to know what's the best way of fasting. And so many times... When someone comes in to see us, we start them off by one way of fasting and then we change it as time goes on because their body changes. So there's a, there's a scientific and a, uh, a very specific application of why you should fast and when you should fast. And uh, that's some of the things that we're going to talk about today as far as helping you decide, you know, should you fast what kind of benefits are you going to get from it? What are your goals? And how, to, how can you change this as time goes on? So the first thing we want to talk about, though, is, you know, with with fasting and not just for weight. We're going to talk about that in a second. But how does it affect your body when you fast? And one of the most important topics that come up is something called autophagy. That's A-U-T-O. P-H-A-G-Y. And what autophagy is, that's when your body repairs itself. And uh, there's a 
um, uh, Japanese, I believe, a scientist a few years ago who, who got a Nobel Peace Prize for this. And um, he found that when you have uh, autophagy, your body is actually repairing itself. So Danae came up with this example, and you may have heard it from us before, is if you're trying to clean the living room and you got a bunch of kids and a bunch of toys in there, you really can't do any deep cleaning. You know, can't get underneath the, the cushions. You can't get underneath the couch and do some cleaning. All you can do is superficial cleaning because you're taking care of the problems that are right in front of you, which are the kids making a mess but if those same kids go to your in-laws for a week or a weekend you're you clear the toys out then you're able to devote time and energy to really getting the cushions up cleaning those getting underneath the couch cleaning that vacuuming the rug all this kind of stuff so you're doing some deep cleaning that's kind of like with autophagy when you are not eating your body is not having to deal with the food of processing it taking it where it needs to go and it's able to do some deep cleaning within your cells. And um, that's where you have some cell repair. So I think one of the main benefits of autophagy is, or, or fasting is autophagy. Now the question is, how long does it take to get into autophagy when you're fasting? They think it's anywhere from, I hear from 16 to 24 to 48 hours. So uh, when we talk about uh, different types of fasting here in a few seconds, you know, if we do intermittent fasting on a daily basis, usually we try to get 16. Sometimes we'll talk about doing an extended fast of one to two days, you know, once a month or once a quarter. So your body can repair itself then. So that's one of the main reasons I think uh, fasting is, is really beneficial because when people come to us for, you know, an acute you know, reason why they want to fast for right now reasons, you know, we, we help them with that. But in the back of, my, of our minds, we know that there are some long-term benefits from that. There's also something called uh, gene expression on how your genes are expressed. And a lot of that has to do with the kind of foods that you eat and also, of course, the foods you don't eat. So it helps with gene expression. Uh, also with your uh, human growth hormone, it helps uh, increase the levels of uh, your human growth hormone. And just as a side note, if you do fasting exercises in the morning, it actually increases your growth hormone even more. So that's one of the added benefits of, uh, of fasting or exercising in the morning in a fasting state. And then lastly, what it does uh, to a hormone called insulin, if you've heard us talk before, we talk about a lot about insulin, it improves your insulin sensitivity, therefore you don't have to make as much insulin. And remember, insulin is your fat storage hormone, so if you have less insulin, you have less, less fat storage. So those are some of the re uh, things that can do uh, that fasting can do to help with your cells and your hormones. But probably the most common reason people want to fast is a weight loss. And with weight loss, again, we just talked about insulin and the fat storage. You know, that is a very common occurrence when people fast is they have decreased fat storage because they have less insulin and you have less insulin because you're not eating as often. And, and, and I forgot to mention this at the beginning, if fasting is not eating less, it's actually eating less often. So you're getting the same amount of calories or a lot of times less because you're not as hungry because you're used to, your body becomes adjusted to not having food all the time. So you can have uh, uh, actually less uh, calories, 
But overall, uh, we're not concerned with that. We're concerned just with eating less often. And when you're doing a ketogenic diet, what it does is it kind of helps prime your body to uh, be able to go longer periods without eating uh, because your body becomes fat adapted and it's, it is able to burn fat for energy and not sugar and carbs only. So a lot of times when people first start a ketogenic diet, what they find is after a couple weeks, they'll miss a meal because they're not as hungry. And one of the reasons they do that is because you drop your insulin. And when you drop your insulin, you increase an enzyme called a hormone-sensitive lipase, that's HSL uh, abbreviation. And what the hormone-sensitive lipase enzyme does is it's able to break down your fat cells to release energy from triglycerides. So big picture, you decrease the amount of insulin that you take. Your body still needs energy. So it can't get to the sugar and the carbs because you don't have any there from a ketogenic standpoint. It has to get energy from somewhere else. It has a tremendous amount of energy stored up in these fat cells. This hormone sensitive lipase senses that your insulin level is decreased. So it increases and the hormone sensitive lipase starts breaking down the fat cells to get to the energy from the triglycerides. So you're able to uh, get energy from uh, your stored fat. Therefore, you're not as hungry. Therefore, you're, uh, you're able to fast uh, much easier and for longer periods of time. So that's how it really helps with weight loss is you're able to break down the uh, fat cells for energy because your body still needs energy no matter what happens. It will always need energy. And that's where we want to uh, uh, concentrate on trying to get our energy from and not from the sugar and the carbs that we eat. So health benefits. Again, we talked about weight loss. It helps with that. It helps with uh, increasing your insulin sensitivity. Uh, we talked about that. It actually helps uh, with anti-aging. Uh, we talked about the uh, autophagy. Uh, helps with your body repairing itself. And that has to do some with cancer research that is now being done with um, fasting and with the ketogenic diet. And I also think it helps uh, with some heart disease because it helps with decrease the amount of inflammation that your body has, especially when you combine the ketogenic diet with um uh, fasting, you're able to decrease the amount of inflammation. And remember, uh, uh, heart disease is a pro uh, product of, you know, uh, bad cholesterol. Uh, it has to do with time and it has to do with inflammation. So if you can do those things, it can help with your heart disease. The other thing that I think that is important is you make your lifestyle so much simpler, guys. If you are not having to deal with eating three meals a day and finding snacks like we all used to do eat for uh, every three or four hours, it makes life simpler. It actually makes it cheaper go to go to the grocery store because you're not buying as much food. Your body still needs uh, nutrients. It doesn't matter uh, what we eat. It still needs amount, a certain amount of nutrients. And if you're eating a nutrient-dense food, if you're eating a whole food and you're not eating processed foods and a bunch of sugar and carbs that are fillers, then your body is getting those nutrients that it needs. 
if you're eating a bunch of processed foods, it may have, say it has, uh, you know, some magnesium in it, but it's not going to have enough magnesium that you need. Therefore, your body's still going to crave some more magnesium. If you're eating, you know, an avocado and you're getting those nutrients that you need to get, or you're eating a big green leafy salad, nutrient dense foods, your body's going to get those nutrients and the fasting becomes so much easier because your body's getting what it needs and it's breaking down the fat uh, that you already have stored therefore it's getting the energy and the nutrients that it needs to have um now uh you know if you are having certain problem uh, medical problems uh such as if you're taking insulin uh, especially for diabetes uh, if you have certain kidney disease if you have if you're pregnant if you're a child if you if you're in that situations if you're underweight uh, if you've had a problem with eating disorders things like that you know you really need to have somebody walking alongside of you with the with the fasting you can still do some fasting especially targeted fasting but you know we want to make sure that that you stay healthy so if you have any kind of like uh, past medical history or if you have a current medical diagnosis and you're not sure about fasting you know be sure you check that out with your provider first before you start just to make sure that it is healthy uh, for you now so we've talked about some uh, um, um, benefits of fasting uh, and we talked a little bit about why fasting works so now we want to talk a little bit about how should you fast and again from the very beginning we talked about what is your goals so if your goal is to lose weight what we want to do is uh, primarily be concerned with the uh, top, uh, with the insulin resistance. We want to make sure uh, that we increase your insulin sensitivity. And the way that we do this is by not eating as often. So intermittent fasting is great. You know, when we say intermittent fasting, all that means is you're going to pick a window of time to eat and a window of time not to eat. A popular number that you see is 16 and 8, meaning you're going to fast for 16 hours and you're going to eat for 8. So if you if you don't eat breakfast, you eat at noon, you eat again at 8 o'clock, and you don't eat again until noon the next day, that is a 16 8 uh, intermittent fast. A lot of times that's the easiest way to get started. If you have trouble with that, do a 12-12. You know, do 12 hours of uh, fasting, 12 hours of eating. Most of us do this on, uh, on a regular basis right now. In that, you know, we may eat at 12 o'clock or 8 o'clock at night and then eat breakfast at 8 o'clock in the morning. Now, some of my clients in the past have been under the misconception that uh, they didn't eat it, they didn't think they ate anything and they thought they were doing intermittent fasting, but they weren't. So, when I do an intake on a new client uh, that we're coaching, uh, we spend about an hour or so with that client and we go through their entire day and and you'd be or I was surprised how many times people thought they were fasting, but they were actually eating certain foods that caused your body to increase your insulin, uh, which breaks your fast. Therefore, they're not fasting as long as they thought they were. And uh, that's some of the reasons why they were having trouble uh, with weight loss. And that's why they ended up with us. So we helped them kind of identify some of the problem areas they were had that they were having just by simply having a conversation with them. So 
when we when we want to do the intermittent fasting, the 16 and 8 is the easiest way to get started, I think. Uh, again, if you can't get started with 16 hours of fasting to begin with, just do 12-12. And you can kind of work your way up. Sometimes people go up to a 24. That means they fast for 20 uh, hours and eat for four hours. So there's no specific reasons, you know, way you have to do this. But I think 16 and 8 is a great place to, to shoot for so that uh, you can get some of the results that you want uh, to get so personally with with me and Danae we do a, we do a 16 and 8 on a regular basis but also we do a 24 hour fast every uh, Monday so Sunday night we eat at like 6 or 7 and we don't eat dinner on Monday until 6 or 7 now if you really think about it you know 8 or 9 hours of that is sleeping so it's not really you're sitting there you know not eating consciously for 24 hours you're you're sleeping you know a third of that um and you're uh, basically all we're doing is skipping lunch now just a little sidebar some of the things that that we may be doing different with us is we've been doing this for several years now and uh, we're not really needing for weight loss per se. We wanted, we're more focusing now on our long-term health. So that may change a little bit with us. We may uh, add some uh, eating a little bit earlier on some days. Uh, but that's something that we're going to kind of find, kind of walk through ourselves because this is an ongoing pro, uh, process with us too. So it's not like we're, we've sat here and we figured it out and, you know, we're going to do this for the next 30 years exactly what we're doing. We're listening to our bodies and we're making the appropriate adjustments that we need to have uh, to get to where we want to go. So the other way that you can do uh, fasting is like a 5-2 fasting, meaning that uh, for... Uh, five days of the week, um, I can't remember the guy's name. Um, uh, it's a long something fasting pro mimicking protocol. I'll try to get up with that. I'll, uh, hopefully that'll come to me. Uh, but basically for five uh, days, you're going to take you know anywhere from 500, 600 to 1,000 calories um, uh, for two days a week and then five days a week, you're going to eat like a normal diet. Um, so there's there's different ways of doing that. Uh, and and you kind of have to figure out what's best for you. Uh, on some females, uh, we try to do uh, some uh, carb up days. So for five days of the week, we will do a ketogenic intermittent type fasting. Uh, then one day we'll do a 24 hour fast and then we'll do a carb up day. Uh, and that's for specific reasons like for someone who needs to readjust their hormones and we find that a lot in middle-aged uh, women uh, who are perimenopausal or postmenopausal and they need to have, build their hormones up at certain times of the month and that helps um, with uh, balance and it helps with the way that they feel and it's an ongoing thing for them for several years. Uh, the, uh, some of the other ways that you, uh, you can fast is alternate day fasting. And what I mean by that is you're going to eat normal, like when I say normal, I have, have the American diet, uh, you're going to eat like two to three meals a day, and then the next day you're going to fast for 24 hours, and then the next day you're going to eat a normal diet, and then you're going to fast for 24 hours. So it goes back and forth, back and forth. And it's more pr predictable. Uh, a lot of times you can have this uh, plan with certain days of the week where you're busy at work. Uh, if you know that you're going to go out for the weekend, you know, you'll plan the days that you eat uh, for those days and then fast the other days. 
So there's different ways of doing that uh, to see if that helps. There's also something called the uh, warrior diet, and it's basically uh, trying to eat uh, one meal a day, preferably in a couple hours, and uh, that's all you eat. Uh, it's also called OMAD, uh, only uh, OMAD is O-M-A-D, one meal a day. And uh, some people do really well with that. Now, the problem that I find with that sometimes is uh, eating that much at one time. Sometimes it's hard for your body to uh, digest. And especially as you get older, you have less digestive enzymes and less um, uh, acid in your stomach to digest the foods. And sometimes it can cause bloating. So it's something that you may want to do every now and then. Uh, It may be better if you're younger and you can do this uh, and able to get along and get the results that you want to with that. So different reasons there for uh, different ways of fasting. You can do uh, um, you can do a uh, intermittent fasting. Uh, you can do a uh, a five one one diet. You can do a five two diet. Uh, you can alternate day fasting. And one of the things I want to bring out as well is uh, to be in the back of your mind, especially for long term results, is the uh, targeted. A extended day fasting. I think that is, that is really important to your overall health. And uh, what we try to do is a 24-hour fast once a week. Uh, you don't necessarily have to do that. You could probably do a 24-hour fast once a month and get some benefit. The longer that you can go without fasting the or without eating, the, the more benefit that you're going to get. Now, if you're just new to fasting, this is not where I would start. Uh, this is for folks that have been fasting for a while. And what I mean by a while is you know three four months at least and then you can look and see about uh, uh, doing like a water only fast for approximately two to three days do a 48 to 72 hour fast and um, it's surprisingly after that 24 hours you wake up the next day and you're not that hungry because your body's starting to learn to break down the fat for energy and um, you're able to start the healing process in your cells so i would encourage you to kind of look at your schedule See about some times when you can do an extended fast. Now, obviously, you know, you don't want to do an extended two or three day fast and you schedule it for around the same time as a family reunion or an anniversary or a birthday or something like that. Try to schedule for times when you're not really uh, committed, especially in a social situation to be where you're tempted to do something. But uh, in a time where, you know, you can monitor your health, especially the first time through. And again, right now, that's important that you contact your uh, your medical provider especially if you're thinking about doing an extended fast so that, you know, you don't have any problems from that uh, extended fast with any kind of medical problems that you have, such as diabetes or anything along those lines. So hopefully that's helped. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, with fasting, there's whole books that are written about this and uh, us to go go come and do a 20 or 25 minute uh, podcast and uh, you're you know everything is very difficult to do because everybody's situation is a little bit different if you need our help uh, we do have a coaching service just uh, uh, look us up and we can uh, help you uh, decide if it's something that's beneficial for you not just with fasting but your overall health so we'll be very happy to help you because we know we've helped uh, several people already get some results that they're they were surprised that they could get so quickly. But today we're going to turn our attention right now uh, to the catechisms. Um, today the catechism is, uh, and the catechisms is what we're going to, uh, we end each podcast on. 
Uh, and it's a teaching tool that is used for kids, but it's really good for adults as well, too. Just to remind us uh, about things that maybe we already know or to shed some light on some things that we didn't really uh, think about or we didn't know uh, as far as our relationship with Jesus Christ. It says, in what condition did God make Adam and Eve? He made them holy and happy. And that's in Genesis 1, 26 through 28. So, you know, when God made Adam and Eve, uh, before sin came in, they were holy and happy. Um, but just like us, you know, we're born with sin uh, because of the sins of Adam and Eve. Um, you know, when sin comes in, that makes us unholy. And there's nothing unholy that's going to enter into uh, heaven. But the one thing that we have is Jesus Christ. You know, that is the reason why he died on the cross for us is because we do not deserve to go to heaven. Uh, we do not deserve uh, the grace and the mercy that God gives us. It is only through Jesus Christ uh, that we will be able to uh, go to heaven. Uh, and it's by his sacrifice on the cross. So that's just a reminder. You know, if you haven't made that decision, you need to make that decision. That is the most important decision that you can ever make. Uh, if you have made that decision, you know, make sure that your relationship with him is growing. If it's not, you need to kind of like step back and think, okay, you know, uh, what am I doing? Because Christ is always drawing us closer to him. Anyway, uh, hopefully that's helped you guys. Uh, hopefully that will help with uh, some questions about fasting that we talked about today. If you have questions about anything else, please reach out. We'll be happy to help you. Um, but otherwise, you guys have a fit and fabulous day, guys. See ya. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No patient-provider relationship is implied or established. This podcast in no way represents the practice of medicine. The information given is to be used at the listener's own risk. Please consult your provider before making any changes, as the contents of this podcast is no substitution for your provider's instruction.